You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Monday, November 13th, episode 3305. I have a little different start for you today to the show. Uh-oh. Your husband's always talking to traffic control from his airplane as a, as a cool captain pilot he is. Well, here's a pilot that had something happen that was very unexpected, and I have the audio of the cockpit. I can't wait. I'm Boston Center uh, for Protesta 4592. Atlanta 4592, guys. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, we are a cargo plane. Uh, we have live animal horse on board the airplane, and the horse managed to escape his stall. Uh, we don't have a, a problem as of flying-wise, but we need to return, return back to New York. We cannot get the horse back secure. Atlanta 4592, uh, Roger, you are cleared to Kennedy via radar vectors. For now, fly your present heading. Descend and maintain flight level 220. <laughs> That's not something that happens every day. In I'm sorry. <laughs> Hashtag damn it, Zeus. What? <laughs> A horse got out of the cargo area yes. of the plane? <laughs> got out of the stall. Who's the groom that forgot to shut that door? <laughs> But they're literally, like, locked in these little pods. <laughs> How did the horse get out? Was Zeus on the plane? Was Zeus I traveling? Know, I didn't know Zeus was heading to wherever, Paris or whatever. Oh, my God. The article says a live horse escaped its stall and started roaming around the cargo hold as it was preparing. It hadn't gotten over the water yet, or just gotten past Boston, apparently, from New York. And so they actually did turn it around. But they had to drop several, uh, what, they had to drop 20 tons of fuel off the coast. And then, because they can't land with all that fuel, I guess. Um, and the pilots then asked for a veterinarian to be called to meet the plane upon arrival. Once safely on the ground, the pilots repeated that they needed assistance because the horse was in difficulty. I don't know what that means. I don't know if the horse was being difficult or if the horse was having problems. I'm stuck. <laughs> it was in the cockpit. Um, <laughs> what's that, the jump seat? Horse was in the jump seat. Uh, so. One pilot turned the other pilot and said, why the long face? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. I punched myself for saying that. You have to show this one to Chad. <laughs> oh, my God. That's fantastic. I mean, hopefully everybody's okay and all the yes. things, but like, oh, my gosh. I don't know. There's been a lot of tragedy in the news over the last couple of days, so this one just made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the horse is all right. I'm sure the horse is fine. Well, coming up on today's show, Jamie has some farm boy stories for us. We haven't had any of those in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) She's also going to be chatting with us a little bit about her upcoming trip to New York and going to be hanging out with Monty uh, and actually seeing a film about Monty and the Queen. And also, uh, we have some ridiculous studies and some equestrian first world problems, just Jamie and I today. So we're going to hang out and chat. Uh, also, I wanted to mention you have three days left to get your entries in for Radiothon, Jamie. We are starting to get some very good entries. Are you <laughs> getting some now? Are you in. less freaking out? Jennifer was going through them this morning. We had like twenty or twenty-five in the in in this uh, 
voicemail line and she was absolutely cracking up at the one of them and i listened to it it was very funny uh so there are some songs coming in there's some poems coming in and there's some stories coming in of holiday tragedies so let's uh keep them coming you have until wednesday remember you get extra entries if you send in a voicemail you can still enter on the page without a voicemail so everybody this year can enter for the four thousand dollars in prizes and and uh, we did we had a late prize just in a dually halter and a one-year subscription to monty roberts university University. So so those just came in too. Also, I did want to remind you that the Holiday Store is now open for the Jessica Troop Holiday Design, this year's design with Miles, Scooter, and Nigel. And a bunch of people have been ordering Christmas cards and have been ordering bugs and things over the weekend. I did my order of a bunch of stuff. So definitely. I did my order too. And I showed my vet who was here last week the picture. And I was like, (laughs) so can you guess which horse this is? And I zoomed in on it and she was like, well, it's Ace or Miles. And I was like, look close. She was like, that that's Miles, but his eyes are really big. And I was like, uh-huh. Yeah, it's a it's a character shirt. Like she's very dry. Uh <laughs> she's like, his eyes are too big. And I was like, okay, well, it's a it's a caricature. It's a cartoon of the yes. horse. She goes, he's too skinny. <laughs> so like, Thanks, Doc. Appreciate it. <laughs> Jessica was trying to make him look stealthy and Hollywood like. <laughs> it's the miles we all wish we had. Believe That's me, what it she's done it. these cards what of the last three or four years, and she always makes Scooter look skinnier than he is. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do some uh, daily winnies, and uh, definitely you can go to horseradionetwork.com, see all the details about the radiothon, and up in the upper right hand corner now there's a gifts button. You can click gifts, and that's where you can find embroidered HRN stuff, or you can find the Christmas card design with all different kinds of products available. You all expected the birthday song to come on. Oh, what happened? No birthdays. No birthdays. I don't have anybody to wish a birthday to. You can wish a happy birthday to Chad's grandmother. My husband, who's almost 50, his grandmother had her birthday yesterday, and she's 102. Okay, well, then she deserves this. (laughs) Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. Happy birthday, great great grandma or great grandma? Do you it's his grandma. Do you know how fun it is to have a FaceTime call with somebody who's 102? <laughs> that must be interesting. I'll let your imagination run wild. <laughs> you saw a lot of the ceiling and the floor and <laughs> Oh, they held the phone for, but just the utter confusion. <laughs> that was why Do you know what that woman's seen in her lifetime? Oh my gosh. And he just lost his other grandma, who was 105. I'm like, you're going to live forever. (laughs) Jennifer's grandmother, actually, all her relatives on the female side have lived to like 100. So they're going to be, they're going to be, we're going to be going long before them. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because my family does not have that longevity. We'll let Jen and Chad take over (laughs) the podcast. (laughs) They can do it after we're gone. All right. Daily Winnie time for you. (laughs) 
So I have so much fun with my assistant farm boy. Um, He helps me ride horses. He helps me take care of all the horses and get all the training done. And uh, he, I talked about a horse on Friday that wouldn't stand still and how to create, cause the horse to want to stand still. So I worked on that in the long lines and on the sat under saddle, but the owners of this horse want him ridden Western. So, and it's the husband horse. So, Naturally, I was like, hey, get your giant self up on this horse with your giant saddle and let's go for a ride. And so we rode him all weekend and uh, the horse would go, you know, I call it like he has like itchy feet. Like he's just really there's no no place he wants to go. It's just the horse won't stand still. And he just really has a hard time standing still. So this is like we, he's good in the arena just standing there. We're starting to get him good about getting on, but we took him out on the trail and he he just he was just the guy just wants to be able to stop on the trail and not have the horse have itchy feet. Uh so the horse has itchy feet and as the horse goes to walk off you let him walk off three steps and you back him up six and then you soften your hand and just take breath and whatever and it keeps going so um apparently at one point farm boy turns to me and it's it's i just need to make t-shirts of things that he says because the things that he says just knock me out i mean he doesn't say much but when he does you should listen because he's like every time i uh ask this horse to back up he pins his ears. And I was like, yeah, I noticed that. He goes, it's starting to offend me. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. <laughs> it's starting to offend me. Oh, you need that. You need. I can just picture the T-shirt now with the horse turned around with its ears straight up. <laughs> it's starting to offend me. <laughs> so I know that's a weird daily witty, but I don't know. He just cracks me up. Well, you're heading off this week. You're going to be gone the rest of the week, right? You're going to New York City, the big city. I'm going to New York City, and the previously mentioned Electra is taking me to lunch. We're going to a vegan restaurant for lunch. Um, So uh, heading up on Wednesday morning, like super early, get into New York City. Are you sitting down? Did you know that American Airlines has a direct flight from Oklahoma City to LaGuardia? Direct? And as of now, there seems to be some seats available. So I think I might be able to hop a ride on that plane to get to New York, direct flight. If not, there's some other, you know, hairier ways I can get there. Uh, But I get there and uh, that's the thing about flying when you have a spouse that works for the company is you just have to be flexible. So I, and come up with like 10 different options. So hopefully I will fly direct to New York. I land, I'm going to have lunch with Electra and then Debbie and Monty and Pat all get in. And then there's a dinner Wednesday night. And then Thursday night is the preview of a new documentary called the queen and the cowboy. And I'm so excited. It's the premiere, there's, right? It's, it's the, the first the time premiere. it's shown. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. So, Monty went, it's about the relationship with Queen Elizabeth II and Monty and kind of like, according to Debbie, it, she was on a few weeks ago to talk about it. It's more of like a side by side of their upbringing and how they were raised and how they made this connection. Um, so it's going to be really, really cool. I think a movie's about an hour, 90 minutes. Um and I'm really excited to to be a part of that. Oh my gosh. And and here's the thing. 
is what do you wear, Glenn, to a premiere in New York City? Well, and you and, know, it's a cowboy and a queen, so you have two options you could go with. You could go looking like a cowgirl, or you could go all dressed up and fancy looking like you're going to a queen's function. That is exactly the dress code, Glenn. It is <laughs> cowboy style or British attire. Well, you what have cowboy boots. Do you have a cowboy hat? Do you even own one? I don't have anything. I have a pair of cowboy boots <laughs> That's it. that I, I only wear like for nice things. So they're not covered in dirt, which is nice. So I'm going to wear those. But today I am going to. <laughs> so Oklahoma, you know where I'm going today, Glenn? Oh, to go you shopping? have to be going to the Oklahoma cowboy hat and chap store. I'm going to the boot barn. Glenn. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> I'm going to buy myself. We might a red have went there when we visited you. Actually, I'm going to the barn. Yeah, that's where you go when you need Western. You're going to need some fringe on your shirt, yep. uh, or yep. some sparkles, or you know something, uh, glitter, uh, sequins, <laughs> something. I'm a, do I go? But do I go as like like the native cowboy style, or do I go like a barrel racer with all the bling? I I mean, there's so many Western well, ways. If you're going to go bling with the fancy shirts and everything. Get out your checkbook because it's <laughs> expensive. That's true. <laughs> Those shirts are like three hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, I'm in trouble. Like, they, I was like, I told Chad, I was like, I'm gonna go to the boot barn. He was like, Well, I was thinking about going to play golf, and I was like, That, or you could go to the boot barn with me and go shopping. And he's like. <laughs> I think I'm going to play golf. And I was like, thank God, because I don't want you to know how much money I'm spending on one <laughs> outfit of a stupid blingy shirt. It's going to oh, be like 300 You need bucks. the jeans that you, takes you about 10 minutes to get on. You need those. Um, the ones that you have to put on with the pliers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Lay down, suck it in. Yeah. That's pretty much how I'm going to I can't wait to go. see the pictures of all of this, though. I really can't wait to see the pictures <laughs> of all you guys together in New York. That's going to be great. I'm, I'm looking forward to the pictures and hearing all about it. You'll be back Monday to talk about it, right? So I well. will. I'll be yep. back Monday. So I fly in on Wednesday. The premiere is Thursday night. And then Friday, I will fly home uh, sometime in the afternoon. So it should be it should be exciting. It should be fun. I'm really I'm, I mean, I know what Monty's going to wear, but Debbie always brings it real strong with her outfit game. Yeah, she she'll be more like perfect. the queen than the cowboy, I think. She'll and be. Pat. Monty's wife always looks amazing. So it's going to be like, look, these two royal people and the cowboy. And then who's that homeless looking girl? <laughs> the groom. <laughs> and, and of course, I see, I talked to Farm Boy and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be on the red carpet for like the documentary. And, and Farm Boy goes, wow, you go to wear heels twice in a year. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not wearing heels. I'm wearing cowboy boots. <laughs> Well, you know what? Uh, worm flooring, I know you have that, and you put it in your trailer and love it. And it is, uh, you know, if you're tired of dealing with the heavy rubber mats, believe me, we're looking at getting it now. Because oh we found this trailer, a what, a year and a half. It has aluminum floors. It has the heavy rubber mats. We've never taken them out. <laughs> Dude, how have you not done this yet, Glenn? you got to <laughs> yeah. do it. It's amazing. Well, there's a place, there is a place in Ocala we found now, so we can get it done down here. There are places all over the country. You have to go to their website. Uh, go to worm, W-E-R-M, flooring.com, and check out the website because they do have dealers that they deal with, and you can find one near you, and then you make an appointment with them to go get it done. But it's a non-porous, slip-resistant, cushioned, textured, safe, and seamless. That's the cool part. They basically spatula it onto your this rubber onto your floor, and you just hose it off. It's uh, it's just a peace of mind that I have knowing it's in there, and I don't have urine getting under the rubber mats and corroding the aluminum. And I know they can do wooden floors too; like they do it all of it. 
And they do barns too, barn aisles. Like if you have a cement uh, barn aisle, they do a lot for oh vet clinics God, because amazing. they want to keep the horses from slipping on cement. So they'll do cement floors and barn aisles and all that kind of stuff. Oh, I need a quote for that for my barn aisle. It's not that long. Worm I should be fine. Flooring.com is where you go to find that. And thank you for being our title sponsor today. So we. Um, I did. I was going to do a study show like we normally do, and then I came across this article that was in Time Magazine. And they did an article recently of the most ridiculous studies that they have found. So instead of study show, this is the most ridiculous studies according to Time Magazine. And as you know, Time Magazine does Man of the Year. They do the, you know, People of the Century and all that. So I figured they would have some of the worst studies. <clears throat> Are you ready? I can't you don't wait. have to guess these because okay. <laughs> studies show beneficial effect of electric fans in extreme heat and humidity. Oh, you totally have to let me guess these. I would have totally guessed that. Absolutely. <laughs> studies. Well, I can't even. I can't do that with this one because I don't know how to break it up. <laughs> studies show the benefit of higher quality colonoscopies. Oh my gosh! So wait a minute. Absolutely. If you get a bad colonoscopy, that could affect your health in the future. But they don't find the cancer. I think I could probably have done that study myself. You mean I need like a really thorough MRI yes. instead yes. of just like That's some right. street corner that guy says get in the van? Okay. Yes, when you break your arm, it really is bad if they X-ray your chest. So <laughs> <laughs> here's the one. You can guess this one. Uh, this is a this Time Magazine, the worst, most ridiculous studies where we wasted our money. Depressed individuals blank. There's no no blank what like depressed individuals eat more. Well, that that's one of the studies we had over the years. <laughs> yes, uh, depressed individuals have increased sadness. That's the same thing. <laughs> No, you know, did we ever think, was there ever a time when you said to yourself, depressed people must be very happy? You know, I'm so depressed, I just can't stop smiling. (laughs) There's a waste of money. Okay, uh, another one you can guess. Uh, Quitting smoking after a heart attack, blank chest pain. Wait, I mean, obviously quitting smoking after a heart attack would increase your likelihood of having another heart attack, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, come on. That's correct. That is exactly what this study showed. Quitting smoking after a heart attack reduces chest pain and improves the quality of life. No. That's so weird. Really? Yeah. <laughs> older workers blank to the job. In other words, older workers blank at the job, at where they work. Are they at the job? Older yes. workers... I don't. I can't even come up with anything. Bring valuable knowledge to the job. Oh my god, that's a thing. <laughs> Somebody studied that. <laughs> so we've been doing podcasts. We're we're one of the oldest podcasters, not age wise, but lengthwise, and we probably know a little about podcasting. Isn't that amazing? You are bringing your knowledge to the job, yeah. old man. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I am old and been around a while. Uh, okay, so this is a good one. Being homeless is. Well, I just read this is a, a real study. No. I read a story about that Anchorage, Alaska got two feet of snow and the homeless population. There have been like some people really in trouble. And I'm like, why would you be homeless in, in Alaska? I know. I, would I mean, that. walk south. Yes. Let's go. The <laughs> California is not that far. I mean, right. You could just walk south. Uh, so what was your study again? Being homeless is. 
Well, it sucks. Yeah, well, that's true. And this is an actual study that proved that being homeless is bad for your health. Oh, that's so shocking. <laughs> you mean like sleeping in two feet of yes. snow? Yes. Uh, by the way, uh, I will say that uh, our audit- one of our auditors up in Alaska posted some pictures of them with her minis and her kids playing in the snow in Alaska. They got a lot of snow yeah, for this time got- of year. <laughs> They got a lot of snow. I think it was Jordan Peterson who said that he he was homeless one day up in Canada. And he was like, you know what? Being homeless one day in Canada does? It makes you figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's true. Statistical analysis reveals Mexican drug, the, the Mexican drug war blank. Is not over. Well, that's true, too. Uh, But this one was that the Mexican drug war has increased the homicide rates in Mexico. That's so weird. (laughs) Scientists discover, this is one we did years ago, scientists discover a difference between the sexes. Remember we did that one and I actually read it a little and it was like, no, really? We're different? (laughs) That's so weird. Um. And then these, I, these all just have me scratching my head, Glenn. <laughs> I found some that I wanted to add to the list. There was a recent study that studied the differences between apples and oranges to see if they're really different, like the saying says. Come on. Come nope. on. Nope. Um, there was a study of about how shrimps, the actual shrimp, the animal, the fish shrimp, fare walking on a treadmill. And there were actual pictures. This wasn't a joke. They studied no, this. No, stop it. <laughs> no, they studied They put this. shrimp on like an aqua tread? A little treadmill in, in the tank, yes. And they had pictures. How? There was an actual I... study. It was a paper written about, if it was a parody, it was it was long and well, and written to the point where I couldn't understand any it. of it. Yeah, yeah. You bought it. Um, yeah. and so, so could you imagine coming home from work and be like, hey, honey, how was your day? Oh, good. You know, old blue walked 47 miles today. <laughs> well, you don't want your shrimp to be fat. Uh, you know, I wonder if they get founder. So is it, <laughs> this was a study. Is it better to smash an empty or a full beer bottle on someone's head? I mean, better in the term of, like, we want to hurt them worse or better, like, it hurts less. Which one is it? Which one's more efficient? Yes, which one's more effective at hurting somebody? Oh, full. Oh, well, this is one I actually had to read because because I wanted to know. (laughs) In case I'm ever in a bar fight. Which is better? When I'm attacking somebody... Should I drink the beer first? Okay, what is it? Okay, so what they determined was both suck. (laughs) That's what they determined. You're going to get hurt either way. You're going to have a cracked skull either way. But what they said is that the empty beer bottle will break sooner and that the shards cause damage. So you have a better chance of it staying in one piece if it's full. But then it it hurts more because, you know, it's full. So what You mean broken glass would actually cut somebody? That's not in the movies. It never happens in the movies, but yeah, it does happen in real life. So yeah, both suck is what they said. And the last one is this is a real study. How does sitting for a long time affect a cow's ability to stand up? Cows don't sit down. 
they lay down, and I didn't know they sat down. So I, I, I didn't have time at that point to read the rest of the study. But. I'm not, a, I'm not like a cow person, but <laughs> I mean, my neighbor has cows, and if I walked out and saw the cows just sitting in the field, I might. You know what? First, you get there's going to be somebody who has cows and be like, obviously, cows sit down. Sit down. Duh. You yeah. know what? I need pictures. I want photographic evidence, or I'm yeah. not going to believe yeah, it. Yeah, that's the thing that stuck out to me in that one too. So there yeah. you go. There's the most ridiculous studies. Uh, Instead of looking at last month's studies, I just went for for all time. Fantastic. <laughs> well, hey, before we get to our first guest, Cosquin ASU joint and hoof pellets contain quality ingredients to support joint and hoof health and leave out the fillers, molasses, and alfalfa, all while delivering the taste horses love. The colors of their ingredients shine through for a difference you can see. Visit CosequinEquine.com. CosequinEquine.com. You know how we like to look at properties that are on the market. Well, I don't know that we've ever had a fancy horse property that's been on the market from New Jersey. And not only New Jersey, North New Jersey. There's a 43-acre equestrian estate that's in Bergen County. And uh, it is being listed by Sotheby's International Realty. Well, you know of Sotheby's <laughs> listing your property. I didn't even know that's how you say it. So that's impressive. That's the auction house that usually sells the expensive stuff. Yeah. Well, they also I thought have... it was Sotheby's. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Sotheby's. So um, they list this property. You know that it's not under seven figures if Sotheby's listed your property. And it says, for the equines, the property has 20 horse stalls, paddocks, and an indoor arena. And keep in mind, it's 43 acres, which is a good size for northern New Jersey. For the humans, the property includes indoor and outdoor pools, because, you know, you can't just have an outdoor pool in New Jersey, a football field a basketball court and land that connects to the R- Rapano Ramapo River. The main house has 10 bedrooms, 14 bathrooms, five fireplaces, a theater, a wine cellar, and an English pub. Okay. So you, all of that sounds amazing, except for as far as a football field, that's a paddock. That's like, a, let's no, honest. that's your arena. That's your grass arena. Your grass outdoor arena. Isn't that perfect? <laughs> it's a, flat. It's perfect. It, it'd be awesome. The turf is great. You know, it'd be perfect. I think that'd be perfect. Yeah, and everybody How needs much? 14 bathrooms. Um, How much is it? Um, take a guess. Uh, $10 million. $22.5. Oh, I was so close. Let's take two. <laughs> Twenty-two and a half, and then there was this article I saw too out of England. It was a cake making competition. You know, we've all watched those on the Food Channel, right? The cake makers who make the fancy cakes. I love the show Nailed It, and I also love the show Is It Cake, which are complete opposites, but entertaining nonetheless. Have you ever seen any of them? By the way, this woman's name that that took part in the competition's name is Debbie Lauk. L-O-C-K. No, it's not. Debbie Locke, it's I lock. guess it'd be Locke. Close enough. So <sighs> I had to look twice, and I was like, Debbie bakes cakes? <laughs> so she did this cake, a full-size Shetland pony. What? And with this competition, everything that you see has to be edible. Now, they put a frame underneath, but she said it was still tricky getting the cake to stick to the bottom of the belly. <laughs> so yeah, it would be. Um, so she built this thing, and it had to fit in her car. So she she said she's been a horse person all her life, and she was a riding instructor at one time, but she now just does them as a hobby. And uh, she said it would be nice. She thought it would be much uh, nicer baking horses than actually being outside mucking stalls and out 
feeding them in the freezing cold. So she went this route and she built a little, or she made a little sh- mini Shetland. She used to have uh, Shetlands, fell ponies, and Andalusians. Good she didn't choose the Andalusian. That'd be a lot of cake. Um, so she made this, and I, I don't know, there's a link down at the bottom there. You can actually see what it looks like. Jamie, and okay, you can see there where she, she it shows her sitting on it. Everything you see had to be edible, so all the outsides of this had to be either fondant. I guess they call it fondant, that icing stuff that's real yeah. thick. Um, so there's the pony. Now this one, this particular Shetland pony, did not come across in artwork as thinner. Um, it, it's um, a little chunky. <laughs> this. <laughs> Horse is severe in the Cushing's department. <laughs> severe. So she said she built the whole thing out of wire frame, but it's all fondant. All that, the individual strands and the mane and all of that stuff. She has the muzzle a different color than the rest of the horse. I mean, it really is. It really is impressive looking. I just want to be like, get off that pony. <laughs> She's oh sitting God. on it. I don't know how that, I don't know how she could sit on it and not fall apart. But it had to take her a long time to make. I mean, it had to just take a long time to make. She said it, it, months of work in creating, now not baking the cake, but in, in creating the supporting frames and all of that stuff, the foam. And she said it did fit in her in her car, but she said after she put all the cake on it and the fondant, it weighed a ton. <laughs> so. She said icing is ridiculously heavy. All of those years lifting bales of hay came in handy. Atta girl. <laughs> she only got fourth place. She made a horse. Well, and now only got I want to know place. who won. I know, I know. I've never seen one make an actual full-size pony before. But there you go. That's uh, that's our news stories for the day. And we're, if it took her months, I would probably suggest not eating it. <laughs> I don't think these are ever edible. Do, when you see them done at these cake competitions, do you want to eat it? I well, I mean, I want to eat the ones on is it cake because they make it, but they make it in like twelve hours, mm. and then they have to make it edible because it's part of the judging. Uh, now, as far as the nailed it show goes, I don't want to eat any of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, because they've been manhandling it. It can't taste good. It just can't. No. no. <laughs> well, thanks everybody uh, for putting up with my news stories for the day. This podcast is sponsored by Purina Animal Nutrition with three research-backed ration balancers. To fill nutritional gaps in your horse's diet. Enrich Plus delivers a concentrated source of protein, vitamins, and minerals without unnecessary calories. Enrich Plus Senior features active age prebiotic technology and outlast supplement for aging easy keepers. Omega Match is rich in omega-3 fatty acids and vitamin E. Great for horses without access to green grass. Find a ration balancer for your horse at PurinaMills.com slash ration balancers. That's PurinaMills.com slash ration balancers or visit your local feed store today. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. Yes, yes, yes. It's the time of the week where we all get to cathartically complain about things that are going on in our lives with horses. And I will remind you that if you have an equestrian problem, it's a first world problem no matter what. So uh, let's dive into it. Glenn, these people that submit these problems are auditors on our Horses in the Morning 
auditor's Facebook page. And if they, if you're listening and you're not an auditor and you want to participate in this by submitting your problems, how can they do that, Glenn? Just go to horseradionetwork.com, scroll down the page, you'll see an auditor banner. Click on that. And for as little as $3 a month, you can join the party. We're going to start with Gina because she says, I discovered a great talent, which is to make many donkeys incredibly happy by petting and scratching all of their itchy places. But no one will pay me to do this. Adulting is stupid. (laughs) (sighs) Lots of equine affair, first world problems. And we're going to we're going to kick it off with that was over the weekend. I saw a ton of pictures from there. Yeah, and uh, Carrie says, I could only attend Equine Affair for two days. And yet, I somehow still managed to spend as much money as if I was there for the full four days. (laughs) Holly says, my husband built me a run-in shed to help cut down having to stall my horses. But now he knows it doesn't take as long to feed, so I can't spend so long with my horses at night. (laughs) I don't know what that means because you just go. Just go. (laughs) Um, Marlene, this one's really, really sad. Glenn, are you... Are you sitting sitting down? Should be seated for Marlene's sad problem. She says, my new Dewberry boots. Which, what is the retail cost of a Dewberry boots, Glenn? What are they, $300, $400, something? Oh, they were $500. 10 years ago. So who knows? Um, my new Dewberry boots finally arrived, but suddenly we're having the driest fall season in history. So I can't even put them to the test. <laughs> You're right. You could be like the guy at Rolex who would stand in the bucket, bucket of water for three day. days straight. <laughs> By the way, you're right. They're almost 500 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Karen says, last weekend, I gave a neighbor's young granddaughter a ride on my endurance horse. And the grandmother then gifted me with this nice little cart that she used to drive her Arabians in years ago. But I can't find a harness for it, so now I have to buy a new harness. <laughs> uh, Margaret says, went to Equine Affair with a grocery list of items to get, and I only found two of the things on my list. But that didn't stop me from buying 10 other things I didn't need. (laughs) Obviously, you need them if you bought them. Okay, just go with that. Uh, Jessica says, I had a great lesson and my instructor was so generous and gave us extra lesson time to help work on cantering or 20-meter circles. But I'm so sore already. Laura says, I was on Facebook. Oh, this is your problem, Glenn. Are you there? Yes, we're here. Yep. Okay, well, I was, she, Laura says, I was on Facebook when Glenn posted this year's holiday card and offered 10 entries to the first one to name the horses. And I was the first to answer. But my stupid autocorrect changed Miles' name to Mules, and I didn't catch it in time. <laughs> you didn't let that slide, Glenn? <laughs> this one is hitting close to home because it's Celeste, and she says, Effie. And Knights, the two mares that are at my farm right now, are supposed to make it to Virginia on Thursday. Hooray! Which means they're hauling shipping out of here on Wednesday, which means they'll probably end up leaving on Wednesday in the middle of the night. Um, but we're so sore from cutting and fitting new mats in their stalls this weekend in preparation for their arrival, which also just made me very, I'm sorry you're sore, but like that makes me very happy that you're like preparing for darling angel effie to arrive at your farm (laughs) um 
Heather says my new girth for my new Wintech wide is supposed to be here on Tuesday, but work is sending me on a week long meeting and now I can't try it out till next weekend. <laughs> Darn work. You should quit that job. Obviously they job. don't have their priorities, right? Maybe they're sending her somewhere really, really awful, like Tahiti or something. Yeah. Like to, oh, no, usually those work jobs, you end up in Milwaukee, you know, it's yeah. like, something like that. You're going to Detroit. No <laughs> offense, Detroit listeners. Yeah. I've never I, been to Detroit or Milwaukee. Have you? I can't say that I have. See? So we can't see you know because we've never been there. We're gonna have to take a work trip. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny says I went on a trail ride yesterday. And there's a picture. I don't know why there's a picture, but there's a picture. I don't know who took the picture. Jenny, I'm a little concerned that somebody's photographing you while you're doing these things. She says, went on a trail ride yesterday, had to pee in the woods, found the patch of burrs. And there's a picture of her looking down. It looks like she's just pulled up her pants and she's realized that her butt is full of burrs. <laughs> oh, God. Sarah's. Sarah says my What do you do? Do you call your friend over and say, hey, hey I need some help over here. Me. I'm shaking off. It literally <laughs> looks like she's like mid-shake and is looking up. I don't know why there's a picture. I think I like you more now that I know that you did that because it's awesome. Okay, so uh, what do you do when your friend calls you over and asks you to help get the burrs out of her butt? I mean, how good a friend is it? <laughs> Like it's, if it's farm boy, I'm going to be like, you're on your own there, dude. Uh, but if it's like, you know, Larissa, I'm like, bend over. Let's do this. <laughs> if it's Lucas, I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, exactly. okay, fine. I'll help you. Chad, I might be like, you know what? You can handle that. I think you got it. Let's pull your pants up. See how that goes. If it's Glenn. Jennifer, I'm on my own. I'm just going to be bloody. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have a bloody bum, and that's the way that it is. Uh, Sarah says, my husband retired and is home every day, but I'm still working away from home every day. So he started doing most of the cooking, mostly because I stopped cooking. But he can only make a couple dishes and uses no seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, that blows. Like, I mean, how do you like, okay, for Christmas, you gift him lessons for cooking, cooking class. Oh my God. I just saved your marriage. You're welcome. Uh, Sarah also had another problem and it was that she got an email for payment from an online sale that she usually buys from occasionally, but she doesn't remember what she bought. <laughs> so it's going to be a surprise. <laughs> you know what? Big ideas happen after the second glass of wine, Sarah. You never know what she did. Uh, Connor says, I went to Equine Affair over the week and I had such a good time. But now I really want a horse of my own. Aww. Connor, I can help you with that. Yes, just call Give Jamie. Call. She'll give you, get you fixed up. Kayla says, I want to buy stuff that's on sale for my new horse. But it hasn't been born yet. And I don't know for <laughs> sure what color it's going to be. So how can I tell what color blankets halters are going to look good? You're going to have to wait till next year's sale, Kayla. We were at, to put my foot down. We were at a tax shop over the weekend, and they were having a sale. And you know what is really depressing is when you go into a tax shop and they're having a sale, and you don't need anything. Oh my god, it's the worst! And then you it's walk the out worst. with nothing, but it was on sale because we really didn't need anything. 
So you know how I'm supposed to go to the boot barn for clothes, which, by the way, is like the fancy Western store. My husband said, why don't you just go to Atwood's and buy some clothes? That's the feed store, Glenn. (laughs) The feed store that also has like four shirts. I'm like, what do you want me to look like? Like it's got car hearts. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I'm not wearing car hearts to a movie premiere in New York City. You know, Monty did it right what, 50 years ago by wearing the same outfit every day. There's no read- decisions. You own like four or five of them. You're good to go. And and I, I always thought, Glenn, that the reason he wore the same shirt, bandana, and pair of pants was because he's colorblind. And he can't see any color, like any. He's as colorblind as they come. And then I read this article from the New York Post, and I guess I just continue to learn things. But apparently he was, when he would talk to Her Majesty, he would take his hat off. And he, she was like, um, you don't have to take your hat off. And he was like, yes, I do. And she was like, well, the military doesn't take their hat off when they're talking to me. And she apparently then dubbed him. I dubbed this your uniform. And so he's just never taken it off. Like, I mean, he has like... <laughs> My friend Joanne was his personal assistant and traveled with him. And she was like, it's so bizarre. You open up a suitcase and there's like 30 of the same things. <laughs> it's just all the blue shirts, all the brown pants, brown pants, you know, maybe, all the bandanas. Maybe that was the, maybe, the, maybe we're do, all doing it wrong. Maybe they have it right. It's so easy. You know, and, you know, Steve Jobs, he, he was one that used to wear, what, that black turtleneck all the time. And that was all oh, he owned yeah. was those t- black T-shirts and black turtlenecks. Well, if you, you'd have no decisions to make. Here's the article. It says, I wore my cowboy hat to ride back and forth. And every time I spoke with the queen, I took off the cowboy hat. By the third or fourth time, she said, Monty, not all men have to take off their hats when they're speaking with the queen. I don't want you to take it off. Do you see all these military men around to protect me? They don't take their hats off when they're in uniform. So Queen Elizabeth II tapped my shoulder and said, I dub this your uniform. <laughs> I had chaps on, Wrangler jeans, a cowboy hat and a cowboy shirt and a scarf. So that was my royal uniform. I didn't uniform. know that story. I didn't either. I'm so (laughs) learned something every day. New York Times educating me. New York Post, actually. (laughs) Um, Okay, where were we? First more problems. Back to that. Um, let's see. Gwen says banjo isn't fitting in at his current barn, so he's moving again in a few weeks. And Glenn, you're going to resemble this remark. I'm going to save many hundreds of dollars and I'm going to see him every day because it's self-care, which will be great for our relationship. But oh my God, self-care, I have to feed my own horse every day. That's so many feedings. (laughs) It is a lot. As you know. (laughs) On your farm. Yeah, I know. All I do is feed things. Humans, horses. No, I turn out at night. So but, they're so, all out there. Yeah. So, you know, I'm always, we never did that. I never even knew it was a thing. I'm a horse husband. So I just do what my wife says and think that's how everybody does it. Right. And she was never a late check person. She's like, you know, I, I took care of those horses at what, five or six o'clock. They're on their own. At that you're point, on you're on your own. You're going to eat. You're not going to eat. You're going to run through the fences. You're not going to run through the fences. I'm not dealing with you all till the morning. And then I I started finding all these barns that go out at like 10, 11 o'clock to check on the horses. And her theory, well, Jennifer's theory was, you don't wake them up and get them all stirred up again at 10 or 11 o'clock. 
So I've definitely been in barns where I work there and we had to do a, like an 11 o'clock feeding and throw hay, which is really fun when you're, it's 11 o'clock at night and you're you're covered covered in hay hay after you've already (laughs) showered and then you go to bed. But mine is like, I, as the sun is going down, because the horses are on my back window, I look outside and one, two, three, four, five. Okay. Please still wearing his blanket. Okay, good. We're here, here, here. Miles still got his muzzle on. (laughs) And then the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is look outside and count. So that's my equivalent of making sure they're all, you're a lot warmer and less wet doing it that way. Yes, Yes. exactly. (laughs) A lot less money too. How's your new farm coming along? It's coming along great. We, uh, we got the pad and that was officially done. So we're, we're waiting on the county. I don't know how other counties are in this country, but I think this it's Levy County. And Levy County used to be very, very, very redneck. And I'm not saying that in a derogatory way because I used to shoot toilets with a shotgun. So <sighs> that'll tell you how redneck we are. But this is very redneck in Levy County. It's the one over from Marion County where Ocala is. So, and it's very redneck. It used to be until COVID hit. And you could get away with anything in Levy County. You could put anything on your property you wanted to. Until COVID hit and all the New Yorkers started moving down here. And Levy County didn't want no parts of that. Damn Yankees. (laughs) So Levy County made all these rules and regulations. Like, you can't even have a tiny home in Levy County anymore. You can't have a single wide, by the way. Half the county before they made these rules was single wides. You can't have a single wide anymore, trailer. None of that anymore. You can't have a tiny home. You can't have container homes. They actually made a rule for container homes because that's such a thing now. So you can't have container homes. There's all these rules now. The problem was they made all these rules and never hired additional people to do the permitting. So now when you file a permit, we had to file a permit to put the barn up first. And by the way, that's $400. They raised all their fees like 10 times what they were before too. So that's $400 just to put the barn up. And uh, it's been six weeks and we have no approval yet. And we called to get the barn. Yeah, to get the barn. So, and you have to do this for every building and everything you do the well, the septic, everything. Uh, Can you like put it as a package deal? We're doing all of these things, and here's $400. No, because it's different departments. It's the oh health department. God. It's a You're different like, department. There's one person. There's I, I, one person. The, well, apparently there's one person that approves the buildings. And uh, Jennifer called last week and they said, uh, I'm, they told her two weeks. It's been six. Uh, and they said, oh, he was on vacation for two weeks. <laughs> so nothing, of course he was. Nothing got done. So we're waiting for the permit. The barn people are really unhappy because they're waiting to put the barn in and have it ready. So they're, they've been calling too. But, you know, it's the county. You don't push the county. There's no push. We probably got put on the bottom of the list because we called. Yeah, I'm going to take your form out and slide <laughs> it to the bottom of the pile. And they said, oh, be prepared because there'll be something on your paperwork that was wrong and you'll have to wait another six weeks. So there that you blows. go. Welcome to the county and the permitting like, department. Are you just waiting on them to sign it? Yes, to sign, give approval to put just the barn put here. it up. <laughs> I mean, we already had the pad put down. So if they don't approve it where it is, which I don't know why they wouldn't. Apparently, that's just pretty standard as long as it fits the criteria. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll approve it. We had to have approval, $150, to apply for them to come out and approve where you're going to put your driveway. They had to prove where you're going to put your driveway on the property. This is a county that had no rules before COVID, but they were so sick of outsiders coming in that they just made ton of rules to discourage them. So there we go. Like, we're not outsiders. <laughs> we've lived here for years. I, so that's how we're doing. Basically, we've gotten not very far down the line. We'll have a barn. Okay. So hopefully before New Year's, we'll have a barn. 
We'll find and out. And you'll be feeding your horses every day. Well, that's after we yep. get the house. That'll be another six months to a year of <laughs> trying to get that done. Oh, well. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, well that, was the end of, that was my first world problem, by the way. I know, right? That's yes. a real problem, though. So that doesn't qualify. <laughs> well, we're going uh, to hang around. Oh, Jamie has some, a message for the auditors. We're gonna, I do. We're going to do that. I need to talk to y'all. She needs to talk to y'all because uh, you guys were in the auditor You're room, ridiculous. stirring things up. <laughs> so we're going to have a chat with the auditors. Mommy's going to talk to the auditors to, after the show. Mm-hmm. Hang on. <laughs> You're all grounded. Spay, neuter, and geld. 